1: And welcome to a Wednesday edition of TC Live on a Thursday in Australia. We've got ATP Cup action, top of the hour in Sydney. But the news of the day is in Melbourne. Novak Djokovic has been down under since late Wednesday night. We will have the very latest on if the world number one is being allowed into the country, plus all of today's action from Sydney to Adelaide to Melbourne. Let's take a look. At our lineup today on Tennis Channel and TC Plus over the next 13-plus hours, we've got Rafa Nadal in action. Can't wait to see him. John Isner looking to lead the U.S. in a must-win match against Great Britain. A top-10 battle with Daniil Medvedev and Matteo Berrettini, And three major champions on the women's side, including Naomi Osaka. With that, we bring you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Welcome in to TC Live. Steve Weisman, Tay-Tay, Taylor Townsend, Paul Anacone, the coach in the house. The biggest story in tennis right now surrounding world number one Novak Djokovic. His visa has been denied and he is expected to be leaving Australia. We do not know if he will be able to compete in the Australian Open this year. It's been a chaotic 12 hours for the world number one at the Melbourne Airport. This is how it all went down. Djokovic arrived in Melbourne around 1130 p.m. local time last night. He had the incorrect visa and was detained at the airport. He was questioned for hours about his documentation. Armed guards reportedly stood outside his room. He had his phone taken away for around three hours. His father threatened to take to the streets and fight. And the very latest is that he has been sent to a quarantine hotel. Greg Hunt, Australia's health minister, confirmed that Novak Djokovic failed to provide appropriate standards of proof to enter the country and he will be sent home. Paul, what do you make of all this?
0: Which lens do you want it from?
1: You can can go from from near, far, and in between.
0: I'll tell you, no, it's startling. It's been an amazing 24 hours. And uh, for Novak Djokovic, this has been quite a tumultuous uh, turn of events. So many different things. He thought he did all the right things by applying for his medical exemption as per the rules by the government. And uh, once he gets there, it turns out he didn't put his visa together properly, which to me seems a little bit of a stretch, but obviously there are rules that you have to abide by. Look, there are players that are in there that have gotten their medical clearance that have not been vaccinated. So there are a few that are there. So clearly something's going on behind the scenes uh, with the visa, with what's going on. There has been a public outcry. Uh, This is a country, in particular a state, the state of Victoria, that has been locked up basically for over 250 days last year. So the public did not warm to the idea of Novak getting an exemption, and when you're on the pedestals, the number one player in the world, you are under a microscope, you are in a fishbowl, and it is very difficult to navigate. I totally understand the public's reaction. Um, I don't know all the inner workings of the details. I do know that there is a protest currently going on by his legal team to try to figure out if they can reconcile somehow, but I am also told that uh, he's getting ready to get on an airplane and be sent home. So I don't think this story is over. Um, I think it is um, quite incredible, and I feel bad for everybody involved because it's a lot of what it seems like to me is a lot of miscommunication. And when you open things up to subjectivity, this happens.
1: A wild, wild timeline of events, Taylor. What's your reaction to all of that?
2: I mean, I don't think I can say it any better than Paul did. But, I mean, as a player and someone who has been to Australia and has gone through the visa process, it's not the, the simplest process. But, I mean, it's just very difficult. I understand both sides, both as a player and you trying to find a way to just get there and play. You want to go and you want to play tennis. Novak Djokovic wants to defend his title. He wants to get to 21 Grand Slams. I'm sure that's what's on his mind. But also the citizens of Victoria who have been locked out down for so long. They don't want to see somebody get around the rules. They've had to abide by the rules and be on such a straight and narrow for so long that when they're allowed to open up and get a chance to enjoy sports again and view all of these amazing athletes, you know, they want to make sure that they're protected, that they're safe, and that, you know, everyone is following what they've had to do. So I get both sides. You know, I have compassion for everybody involved. And like Paul said, I mean, it's very difficult. And these are just the times that we live in right now. I'm interested to see how this unfolds. But sad for Novak Djokovic, I mean, I was looking forward to watching him play and hopefully defend his title.
1: Yeah, it's tough for all parties involved. We do not know if he can reapply for the correct visa and then re-enter the country. It's a developing story. We will have much more on this throughout TC Live, and you can get the very latest always on tennis.com. Meantime, yesterday we had the 2022 debut of WTA World Number no. One Ash Barty taking on Coco Gauff. Taylor Barty's first match since the U.S. Open, and Coco jumped out to a set and a break lead. Ooh,
2: Steve, a little bit of a lighter note here. This is something. I know what to talk about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with how Coco played. It was great that she had an opportunity to get a match under her belt, kind of worked out the kinks. Ash Barty throwing in some unforced errors, but those are really just from not having played matches. And Coco Gauss putting a lot of pressure on her up a set and a break and Ash Barney doing what she does best which is fighting, hanging around, and honestly using her intangibles to outmaneuver Goff on the court. She was getting Goff in uncomfortable positions and kind of just toying, using a little bit of flick shots, little angles, slices, drops and really got herself a chance and got momentum going into the third set she continues i I love golf resolve of having to continue to come in trying to put that pressure on Barty, but it just wasn't enough ash was able to move the ball around keep going behind golf and really just getting her out of position golf didn't know where to go what to do she was wrong-footed a lot and just seems like the racket out of her
1: hand. Yeah, Barty said midway through the second set, she was able to find her rhythm a bit better on her serve, just continued to be aggressive on 11 of the last 13 games. Meantime, the biggest upset of the year right now on the women's side, world number two, Aryna Sabalenka, major serving issues against Kaya Yuvon. Had four double faults in this tiebreak in the first set, Taylor. I
2: mean Kaya Yuvan played unbelievable and had a great match leading into this match, but we saw a little bit of things, I don't know what to call it. At the end of 2021 in Guadalajara with Sabalenka was kind of just all over the place. And her her serve is a weapon for her, but it can also be her Achilles heel is something that she relies on so heavily to get ahead in the point. She tries to hurt her opponent, but it just wasn't working. And and Kaya Yuvan doing a great job of playing the moments and we see that Sabalenka trying to change her service motion not really know what to do and that's just I mean the rhythm's (laughs) just gone I don't even know what to call that but. It's, it's very hard to watch something like this because as an athlete, you work so hard and you practice so much, especially when, when your strength and your weapon goes away. I mean, it's very, very difficult to watch this, but good to see that she's in somewhat good spirits and I'm sure she'll be able to work this out.
1: That was 18 double faults for Rena Savalanka. The world number two out. Meantime, on the men's side, ATP Cup semifinal spots on the line. How about Hubie Herkacz? Looking to lead Poland to the final four, Paul, and he came out on fire against Diego
0: Schwartzman. Boy, some offensive tennis you just dream of that first set. It's not often you see Diego Schwartzman go down six games to one. Diego Schwarzman did a nice job in the second. Started playing more offensive from the back of the court. I keep saying Hubie Herkacz for a guy that's 6'5 is an amazing mover. And look at the hands up at the net right there. Does a great job at the net. The forehand can be a little bit vulnerable. How about this approach shot on break point? And I la like Taylor Townsend. Just feathers one over with the field drop volley and then serves out the match. I saw Taylor smiling before the drop ball even went over the net, (laughs) Steve.
1: I knew it was coming. Straight sets. Poland is into the semifinals. Could Spain stay perfect in Group A? Roberto Bautista-Gut. All he does is win, Paul. Leading the way against Dusan Lajovic.
0: Oh, I could watch this guy every day, all day. No bad decisions, just textbook tennis, opens up the court, uses court position, high percentage shots, and just makes it look like it should look, like it's out of the textbook of how to play the right way. Every junior should watch this man play tennis. All he does is win, all he does is make good decisions. He's methodical, he's strategic, thinks his way through uh, adversity, and he is so much fun to watch, and it was no different. Uh, Lajovic played a little bit better the second set, couple more errant backhands, gave Bautista Gut that break, and that's all he needed because Bobby bats. He does not make mistakes, Steve.
1: Bobby Bautista Agut gets it done in straight sets. Impressive performance, won 90% of his first serve points. Spain, they did lose the doubles. They don't stay undefeated, but they are advancing to the semifinals. A perfect 3-0 in ties. Poland and Spain, half of the Final Four is set at the ATP Cup we'll have that for you Friday 1:30 am eastern looking forward to that but Paul circling back to the women arena sabalenka 18 double faults even kaya yuvan said she was feeling a bit sorry at some points cuz she knows her serve is the best part of her game and how it feels when, when you lose that. What, what is that like as a coach to, to see something like that?
0: Well, look, as a coach and also as an athlete, I've been there. You feel that something goes awry. That That's about as far as I've seen it for number two in the world. And I've got a lot of sympathy and empathy for the situation. Um, to me, it's amazing that the ability to gear down – is not in place for someone that's that great. And, and when you see the expressions on her face and you see the despair and the, uh, the inability to figure out, okay, what can I do through this? Where's my three-quarter serve? There, there was no backup plan. And that's a little bit disconcerting. But, you know, as a coach... Afterwards, you sit down, you take a breath, you let her talk, you absorb stuff. And as a coach, you take the information and you let her feel how she feels. It's a time to absorb all the things that she's going through. And then when the sun sets and then rises again, as it does every day, you go back and chat about it in a positive way. She's not number two in the world for nothing. Uh, there is a reason that she is uh, ranked that high in a couple of small tweaks. But I think it's 99% mental and 1% mm. physical.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. She's number 2 in the world. The girl knows how to surf. So that's not that's not the issue. She just had a bad day and as athletes, we all get You know, a little case of the yips. I mean, that was kind of a big case. But still, needless to say, you know, it happens. And sometimes, you know, you're caught up in the moment and it's hard for you to get out of it and problem-solve and try to figure out, okay, what can I do? Kai Yuven was putting a lot of pressure on her. I'm sure she was getting the ball kind of shoved down her throat on the second serve returns because she didn't have the same velocity and the same action on her serve. So I'm sure that even post-serve, she was having a lot of issues just Mm -hmm. defending. So as an athlete, I understand where she's coming from, but like Paul said, you go back You go back to the drawing board. It's not like she can't serve. She doesn't know how to serve. It's a, her weapon. She just has to go back, hit a couple, and I'm sure we're going to see her on the practice court with a basket hitting tons of those, so how, I'm not worried.
1: How about this? We are less than a week into the new year. The world number two on the men's side, Daniil Medvedev. The world number two on the women's side, Arena Sabalenka. Both have already lost. It's going to be a wild season (laughs) 2022 in the tennis world. A lot still to come here on TC Live. Shelby Rogers off to a hot start. Who did she beat? Plus, the hashtag is meet me at the Altador. Someone's getting married. Uh, And we've got the big match previews today. Plus, much more on the biggest story in the tennis landscape. Novak Djokovic, why the world number one was told to leave Australia and is his chance at a 21st major title over?
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Back on TC Live, biggest story of the day: Novak Djokovic, world number one, denied entry into Australia. It all started late last night. Arrived in Melbourne around 11:30 p.m. local time. Had the incorrect visa, was detained at the Melbourne Airport. He was questioned for hours in a room about his documentation. There were armed guards reportedly that stood outside that room. His phone was taken away for around three hours. And the latest report, he has been sent to a quarantine hotel and will be flown out of the country. Obviously, this is the biggest story in the tennis world. It's a, it's a big international story as well, as Novak Djokovic may not be able to play the Australian Open with that visa being denied and the paperwork not working out. Uh, in tennis in general, Taylor, this is something that you deal with, traveling to a lot of different countries with a lot of different rules. Should there be some uniformity where you as a player uh, don't have to necessarily deal with all of those different issues.
2: I mean, that would be nice. You know, I mean, we travel to all different countries around the world all year long. So you're subject to the visa process for Europe, Australia, you know, even foreigners coming into the United States having issues with their visas. So, I mean, we're all having in the same boat. But it's just very difficult because you're subject to the rules and the differences of every place that you go. And when there are that many inconsistencies week to week, it's hard to keep up with. And as a player, you know, it's, it's difficult for sure. But, I mean, like I said, I have compassion for Novak Djokovic and, and all the things that are happening. I understand both sides. But as a player, this is very difficult. And hopefully we can find a solution on how to kind of narrow that funnel and really try to figure out what, what kind of process we can have to make it a little bit easier for us to come in and out of places. But with COVID, we don't really know how things are going to go.
1: One of the biggest questions here, Paul, is that Craig Tiley has said there there were 26 players, staff, support staff, that asked for medical exemptions. And a few of them got them. And some of them are already in Australia. They, They were granted in. So there are unvaccinated folks, players in Australia, Novak Djokovic, not allowed in. That doesn't seem fair.
0: It doesn't seem fair, and, and what you mentioned, though, about the uh, visa being filled out inappropriately, that, what do you mean by that? Was did he, did he not dot an I, or did the content that he wrote down not uh, categorize himself so that he did get the right? So we, we don't know.: It was the incorrect visa.
1: Means. So it was the wrong visa. It was a visa for if you were vaccinated, where he needs a separate visa for being unvaccinated.
0: Okay, so that's a problem. And you can see his team, uh, his team was relaxing and, and waiting around. Uh, unfortunately, the boss didn't make it through. Those guys uh, got to sit around for a long time, and I'm assuming that they're going to be on the plane with Novak headed out of there a little bit later. But, look, it, you know, the thing we have to remember, too, is tennis is a pebble. Okay, tennis is a pebble on the planet. You know, the planet has countries. Countries have rules. Our little pebble has to conform (laughs) to the country's rules. That's just how life works. And I, I think it's very difficult. It is complex, as Taylor's mentioned. But I think that's one of the things that we have to realize as tennis players. And guess what? This is just the beginning. What's going to happen during the French Open in France, the way things are going, and what's going to happen here at the U.S. Open and in England for, for Wimbledon? So there are a lot of complexities, and uh, Novak and the rest of the players out there have plenty of people around to tell them how to do this the right way so that you can get in the countries. There are differing, uh, definitely, definitely differing ways to do it. But we all have the tools to do that. It's changing times. It's complicated times. But as a pebble, we've got to conform to the boulder. And the, that didn't happen.
1: The Australian Border Force initially attempted to resolve the issue by reaching out to authorities in the Victorian government to support his entry. They declined that request. So they were not going to allow him in. We'll see if he can go back, get a new visa, the correct visa, and then come back in. It's a developing story that is not finished yet and of course the very latest on tennis channel and tennis.com as we follow it the debut of simona halep former world number one how did it go we'll let you know after this Plus, the Americans getting ready. A spot in the semifinals on the line. Lo- Taylor, where, where are the bands? Taylor Fritz is
0: lying down. Okay, okay, there you go. Doing a little. Oh, he's got the band. Okay, he's Taylor's doing got some, the band. Yeah, he's doing some, he's doing some glute stuff. Okay, John's got fine. the Servbot shirt. All i got to tell you is Mike Russell is sweatier than all of them. <laughs> and probably in better shape than all of them. <laughs>
1: Taylor Paul Steve back on TC Live coming up top of the hour in Sydney. We've got spots in the final four on the line. The U.S. needs a win, they need Germany to lose, and it all starts with big John Isner taking on Dan Evans. Well, Simona Hallop, starting her 2022 said last year might have been the toughest year of her career on the court, first time since 2012. She didn't win a single title, Paul. Yeah, and this
0: was a tough one with uh, Destiny Avia. First set right there, 5-4. Hallep gets and the break, of serve, gets through, starts to feel a little bit more relaxed. We saw the intensity, the fist pumps, and we saw that great footwork from Simona. Look at her open up the court. And again, aggressive footwork using simple patterns, up for the short ball, hit to I the big it. target. Really impressive as the match went on. Avia played a good match, fought hard early on. But when Simona got the lead in the second set, Hallett felt a little bit more free, was able to swing, even able to defend. How about little flicker down the line there. That was a fist pump like the I think match. that was in, wasn't it? Good <laughs> effort for Simona Hallett. Straight sets. 6-2. Six,
1: six, she is moving on. Madison Keys starting her season as well. Taking on Harriet Dart. Maddie said she was nervous at the start. Lost the first two games, had two months off. Then she started hitting Dart's tag.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maddie's the plant mom of the WTA tour, but she came out and just seeing green. I mean, she is really playing some great tennis and it was It's great to see. We've seen Maddie struggle over this last year of just getting results and stringing matches together, but she really started to find her range in those big ground strokes really, really aggressive serving, and she started to really take it to Dart. Dart couldn't really handle Keith's power and her accuracy from the ground. He's doing a great job of defending. Overall, Dart just didn't have the answers. It's great to see Maddie get this win.
1: He said some things to work on, but overall, pretty solid effort. We head over to Adelaide. Shelby Rogers going for a fourth top 10 win. Playing Maria Sakkari. Started real strong for Shelby. Was up a set and a break.
2: Yeah, and this was such a fun match to watch. It was very up and down. And these are the things that we kind of discuss about the ups and downs emotionally and in the game during these early matches of the season. Roger's doing a great job of taking the aggressive court positioning, taking the ball out of the air. But Sakari, we all know that she's going to fight. She's not going anywhere and really started to do a great job of hitting the well on the defense, was really turning defense into offense. Well, but Rogers doing a great job of using her aggressive ground strokes, but also some change of pace, using some depth, some height, and really kind of throwing Sockery off of her rhythm. And Sockery couldn't really, didn't really have the answers and wasn't able to get through it. But Rogers playing unbelievable in this match.
1: Pride of the Low Country fired up. Set her goal this year is to win her first tour level title. Takes out the world number six. Time to enter the social net on TC Live and congratulations to one of the members of our tennis channel family, Sloan Stevens. Look at that. Got oh, married lovely. on January 1st to Josie Altador. I mean,
2: if that's not hashtag flawless, I don't know what is. <laughs> that, goodness gracious.
0: Radiant as ever. What a great day for those two. Congrats you two. Sloan Stevens looks beautiful and looks like a princess. Yeah, look at that. gracious. Wow. <laughs> Meet me at the Altador. Great great picture of Sloane and her mom actually that I saw on the internet. They both look so radiant. Yeah, really. Big
1: day great day congratulations to Josie and Sloan meantime we just got this in a tweet from Scott Morrison the Prime Minister of Australia talking about Novak Djokovic being denied his visa said Mr Djokovic's visa has been canceled rules are rules especially when it comes to our borders no one is above these rules our strong border policies have been critical to Australia having one of the lowest death rates in the world from COVID we are continuing to be vigilant so that is what the prime minister has to say about this situation.
0: Man right there, got to listen to him.
1: <laughs> it was the the two independent medical boards that had given Novak Djokovic the the medical exemption to come into the country and had the wrong visa and and now he's being sent home. We'll see if he can get the right visa, but what do you what do you take from what Scott Morrison had to say?
2: I mean, His word is say-all, be-all. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to follow the rules. And if Novak Djokovic filled out the wrong visa or didn't complete it in the right way, I mean, that's just an error on on their part. But, I mean, honestly, we're going to see how this story unfolds. But as we know, his visa has been denied and he's going home. So that's what we know right now. And we'll see how it builds.
1: Uh, You hope that a, a clerical issue, a paperwork issue, does not prevent him from getting a chance to win his 21st major title. Here is what is on Tennis Channel and TC+. Plus ATP Cup action at 6 p.m. Eastern, top of the hour, plus 1.30 a.m. Eastern as well. We've got the ladies in Adelaide. We've got Rafa Nadal at 7 Eastern on Tennis Channel. And we'll be back an hour later tomorrow. TC Live starting 6.30 p.m. Eastern with myself, Paul, and Tay. Back after this. Back on TC Live, here come the Stars and Stripes. Michael Russell, Brandon Nakashima, John Isner, Taylor Fritz.
0: Where's Raj? Oh, where's Raj? He tested positive.
1: He tested positive, so he cannot be there. Here are the featured matches we have for you. Isner, Dan Evans to lead us off. Uh, That's a big one. You want to get that first victory, take the pressure off your next teammate, Daniil Medvedev, Matteo Berrettini, Naomi Osaka in action, plus Rafa Nadal taking on Ricardo Barankis, Zverev FAA, and Sofia Kennan's second match of the season taking on Isla Tomjanovic. Every day this year has been great matches. It's crazy. I mean, like start of the year, every day, we, we've got blockbusters. Uh, Naomi Osaka, what do you what do you think she'll put out there today after what you saw in her first match?
2: I mean, I think that this is going to be, I don't want to say a breeze, but I think that this isn't going to be as much of a test as her first round. You know, she got through the nerves. She got through the, you know, the, the first match jitters. Now you can relax. You got a chance to work on some things. You got a chance to feel yourself in a match. And it was a three-set match, so it wasn't like it was a walk in the park. She had to work, and she had to fight through some things, fight through some nerves, and also her emotions. How did she balance her emotions? And she did a great job. So as you start to progress through the events, it gets better. Even though you go deeper in the draws, you get a chance to get better and better and better, and that's what she's going to do.
1: All right. Lo- love to hear that. Daniil Medvedev, Matteo Berrettini, a couple of top ten guys. They've already both lost a match this year. And last year, it was Medvedev who beat Berrettini to clinch the ATP Cup. little revenge, maybe, for the Italian today. Yeah,
0: it's going to be fun to watch. Medvedev did a nice job against Demonar after losing his first match. And Berrettini, one of the most powerful players on tour, coming off the abdominal issue, uh, has split his matches so far. Never easy to get past Matt Berrettini. This is going to be great offense versus great D. Which wins, great offense or great defense?
2: always offense. Really? No, defense with
1: championships?
0: I have like Taylor's frame of mind.
2: <laughs> Come on. All
1: right. Sophia Kennan may disagree with that. She's playing Isla Tomjanovic. Uh, her defense is, is second to none, really. Can, can she take out the Aussie?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Kennan... She can play very well, but she's very up and down as well emotionally. Tomyanovich is coming off of the best season of her career. Very much hard hitters on both sides, so very penetrating ground strokes. So it'll be toe-to-toe, but I think I'm going to call Kenyon.
1: All right, going with the Americans. Speaking of the Americans, John Isner is getting set to go right now against Dan Evans, the U.S. number two, against the British number two. Quick thoughts on this match,
0: Paul. Well, it's going to be, uh, can John Isner take the racket out of the crafty Dan Evans' hand? He is not fun to play. Keeps the ball low and away from the strike zone. These guys have split, so John Isner's going to have to hit his targets on his serve. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day at the office.
1: Group C is on the line. Continuing coverage of Novak Djokovic right here, plustennis.com. For Taylor and Paul, I'm Steve. Thanks for watching. TC Live.